Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are going to recap Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Season 11, Episode 14. Lips Unsealed. Lips Unsealed. I kind of can't believe that we already have watched 14 episodes of this. I know. It's pretty crazy. Um. Okay. So we're obviously fresh. Well, not really fresh. We're three weeks out from what we saw in last week's episode, which is the faded, fabled Christmas party that will go down in Housewives history. So we've had pretty much a holiday break for the last few weeks where they haven't gotten together. Right. And we're back. We're back. And it's Kyle's birthday. Let's start with this (laughs) because everything else is pretty much the next event. Um... Kyle's birthday, she goes over to Erica's with Rena. It has to be addressed. Um, Erica's cleaning montage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a few thoughts. I mean, yeah, so she's she's vacuuming the house. And Her she- somber looks into the distance as she slowly vacuums various Ugh. surfaces. <laughs> like she's like a poor pauper. Oh my gosh! But she's it like, like Barbie this, head to toe. Yeah, it's like it's like Cinderella <laughs> yeah. in her rags, like cleaning the in house. Juicy couture rags. Yes, as, I have never seen. Give me a such break. an emotionally charged vacuum session. Oh, I know. and I just love thinking about her, like, like the shots being set up. How did they have B roll from like 2018 <laughs> of her with the vacuum? Also, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love imagining her be like, okay, and then I'll come through the hallway. Uh, do you want to get me? Do you want to get me getting the couch? Oh my or, gosh! <laughs> so you well, know, well, she says she says there's nothing to do. There's just nothing to do anymore. I'm not used to living alone, and I'm like, okay. And then she says, I mean, if I was having some good sex, this wouldn't be that bad. And I'm like, please, yeah, like you were having good, <laughs> good sex, sex with Tom. Yeah, like, give me a break. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get it if she's talking like pandemic wise, there's nothing to do. But she no, lived in talk- this huge, massive house. She she's talked the about. Help. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. She she got to like have the illusion of living amongst family and friends by all of the people that Tom was paying to serve her all day. Yeah. But it's like you were living in this huge mansion. You self admitted that you never used the pool or anything like that like what do you mean there's nothing to like come on just because you're in a different house there's yeah. all like give me She's a like, break oh my lonely cottage goodness gracious that i have to clean with my own hands Ugh. um so she has them over um Rinna tells them that she saw Garcelle and Sutton two days after that Christmas party. Okay. Um, And she basically, it's just, it's interesting watching her and Kyle's positioning here. I mean, Rinna is a little bit more, I mean, she's been like team Erica from the start. But even her, she's like, I told them I was trying to help them. I was trying to help you, Sutton. But, you, you know, because in the end... They just feel like they didn't get to ask the questions they wanted to ask, which Erica's horrified by because she's like, in her mind, she was like viciously interrogated at this dinner. 
And then, but Kyle, I need Kyle to get. I need Kyle to get some backbone. Yeah. Overall, I'm kind of getting tired of this. Um, Every interaction, she's just acting like an observer. Yeah. Every interaction, she's trying to play peacemaker, and this definitely continues even further in the Rena's beauty event. But it's really starting to get on my nerves. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Have a take. No, it rubs. Come with, come with something other than always trying to put these pieces back together and explain. Well, well I think what she meant. and far away. I mean, everything that Kyle has offered in these big moments mm-hmm. has been her just trying to explain Translate. other people's point of view. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that Erica. Oh, well, because Kyle asked something about the cheating. Well, yeah, she asks, um, what did she ask? She asked, um, did you want to leave for a long time? Right. Which then Erica talks about, she like retells the story of the supposed fateful night that she found out Tom was cheating like five, six years ago after leaving Yolanda's house. Um, And then talking about how like once she found it, she couldn't do anything about it right away because she felt trapped. How do I leave? Where to go? Blah, blah, blah. He still had a lot of power. I'm just like, Erica, that is your more compelling narrative. Like, that is what you should have stuck to from the beginning. Yeah. Because that's so much easier for people to have empathy for. But because you've kind of tried to straddle two sides of the coin, again, I'm brought back to the beginning. Like, I'm just like, what is it? Is he a conniving cheater who needed to possess you or who like would control your every movement? Or is he just like a sad, decrepit, crumbling man who used to be a golden star and now he's lost, you know, it's again, it was just like same story. Yeah. I mean, before this, she really, when she's talking to the camera, sets the stage for this, Sutton showdown yeah. that we get a li- into a little bit later, but really looks like it's coming more in the following week, in the upcoming weeks. Um, and really just goes back to com- Erica's perception of Sutton and what, S- what Sutton said at the Christmas dinner is all about Sutton's personal reputation. Right. And that is incorrect. Right. That's not what it's about. She goes on and on and on. She thinks it's a situation of like, oh, what will the neighbors think? I can't be. Sutton doesn't want to be around like that. She thinks that's what Sutton's perspective is. That is not what Sutton's perspective is. That is not how I read. And I think a lot of people read. Yeah, it's what we said a couple weeks ago when we were like, yeah, it might sound uh superficial but at the end of the day she's like actually on boards of a bunch of different like nonprofit organizations and charities and stuff like that and she does not want to bring that association to, to those that. platforms yeah, exactly Ugh, bothers me which erica's just not interested in. erica is so affronted by the fact that sutton has taken a stance that at least ex- like seems suspicious of her that she won't hear anything on any deeper level well, Erica she's like thi- you're attacking me. Erica thinks that the only information any of these women should be concerned with is the information that she gives them right not the information that's coming out not in page page six mind you 
but in the LA Times. Yeah. And yeah, that's not fair. That's I, I'm sorry. That's just not fair to ask. No, it's ridiculous. Of everyone. It's totally you know? like, it's just not possible. Um. So, I mean, that's basically that with that meeting. It was generally pointless, but there was some humor to find. Um. So then... The big event of the episode is Crystal is hosting Rinna's Rinna Beauty launch party that is obviously like super small now because of the pandemic. So they just make it basically a housewives event. But fascinated by the fact that Crystal says she hosts two to three parties a week. I thought she was going to say a month. Wow. That's I don't know what to make of that. Extra. What a, yeah. Um, but so we have Dorit come to like, quote, help her yeah. get ready, which I'm just like, okay. Or like hang out. I think it was, I don't know. It, it wasn't that day. It was right. like before. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just chatting in the kitchen and they're starting to debrief the dinner. And Dorit basically. Defends her behavior. Yeah. At the party. She defends where she's coming from against Garcelle. So she brings up that she feels, because she basically feels attacked by the fact that Garcelle called her out at yes. the dinner and said, that's not what you said, which we, I love the shade of the producers just replaying over and over again. The oh clips of Dory at Sutton's house being like, everything I believed about Erica's life is diametrically opposite. Yeah. And that, you can't God walk that forbid back. you be held to what you said. You so, can't walk that back. Right. If and, Dorit wanted to, if Dorit wanted to let everyone at the dinner know, I mean, she goes on to say that she just didn't feel like it was the time and place, this Christmas party. Which, which confirms I, what I said last week. Remember yes. No, no, which she is, was like, basically, I wa we all are in our Christmas decor, Christmas outfits. Yeah. Erica comes walking in like a shell of herself in her victim tone which and it's like wait are we really doing this yes it's fair i love how crystal claps back by saying well there's never really a good time or That's place true. to talk about this yeah but dorit could have said that at the christmas dinner right she could have said you know yes we did have a discussion but i don't feel like this, this is, is the best the place, best place to have that exactly but she didn't say that no so she's and open she game expected everybody to know what she was thinking and so when then she starts saying, like, not even close to what they all planned together in public at the table, what is Garcelle supposed to do? So, I mean, this is something this just brings back, again, so many memories of early seasons, Dorit, which was a woman who was incapable of accepting feedback. And that was and because she had that combined with this very like she was always kind of picking and looking for drama. Yeah. It made her like, I mean, she was awful at that time. And then she's somehow like flown more under the radar over the last few years because she never is at the center of any drama. She's gotten like, yeah, so whatever. She's just buttoned up more and shut her mouth more. But Dory does not do herself herself favors by opening her mouth again because she is the same, come to find out. And I just thought that it was so rich when she's talking about how, like, you know, the more I've been reflecting, she really has been coming for me for the last two months. And I've just blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, and in my mind, I'm just like, 
have some guts, Garcelle. If if you, I mean, say it, you're kind of being chicken shit, you know? Say what's actually going on. And in my head, I'm sitting there going, that's exactly what she's doing. And you just can't handle it. Exactly. Like, Garcelle is not coming for you. She does have guts. She's literally so unfiltered that she just says exactly what she's thinking in the moment, come hell or high water. And you can't deal with that. So I just think it's so funny. She's like, I'm just like, get some guts, Garcelle, and tell me the truth. And it's like, Garcelle's the only one who tells you the truth to your face. If there's one person on this show that like gets some guts does not apply to, it's Garcelle right. because she says what she's thinking all of the time. I love for better or for worse. For better or for worse. I loved all of the clips do Dory no justice. You know, when she, in this first scene, I mean the clips, the flashbacks that they oh, right. show of Dory, in this it, it continues at the Renner party, but at this stage, all of the clips that they showed. Garceau was totally correct about what she was exactly. saying. Exactly, she and says very to, diplomatic, not like cruel or like mean spirited. Just very like you talk too. You're talking too much. You you know, and it's like absolutely. This is what Dorit does, and that was piggybacking on Kyle saying that at that that meal. Yeah, and then so, anyways, Gar, that just takes us into the party. Yeah, let's just talk party. Because I was not expecting that, but like the main drama of this episode ended up being between Garcelle and Dory. So hysterical. Um, she starts it off by coming. So they're sit, they sit down, they have their cocktails. And Dorit starts it off by saying, you know, you're making a lot of jabs at me. No, and, hold on. Okay. It starts with Dorit's Freudian slip. Oh. When she's like, you can tell that all she can think about is Garcelle. And she's so insecure and uncomfortable to like be in the room with her, feeling like Garcelle isn't on her team. And so she looks down the table to do a big like socialite thank you to Crystal for having us. But she's like, thank you so much to Garcelle. For having us. And everyone's like, oh, Crystal, Crystal. And she was like, oh, oh. And then she's like, you know, actually, actually, I have been thinking about you a lot, Garcelle. And there's some things that are bothering me. <laughs> I just oh. died at like the way that that all came about. She just can't. She was so ready to. Yeah, she was. She was so come, ready. Come for Garcelle. Yeah. So. She says that she's like, and she comes with like an attitude that she planned, which is so unbecoming on her. Like, I cannot deal with it. It's so gross. She, her eyelid, like her eyes are closed half the time she talks. She just comes across like so pretentious and absurd. So she's like, I've been thinking about you a lot. There's some things bothering me. And, you know, it just, it just doesn't sit well with me. It's like a bully. Oh. Okay. Dory, are you 12? It's like a bully. <sighs> and that's when Garcelle just comes right in and is like, okay, well, first off, like, sh 
no to the bully stuff. Like, that's ridiculous. And she's, but she's totally willing to hear her out that, like, she's said a few things. Like, because she's like, okay, can you give me examples? And then she gives the stupid examples. And Garcelle's like, okay, yeah, I did say those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I recall. And she was like, I'm, I think that my, the whole thing, Dory, is that you tend to hijack the moment sometimes. So we keep coming back to this. This is not one person that thinks this, you know? And then Dorit comes in with the whole, well, really, it's just the tone. It's an obnoxious tone. Oh, I was like, I'm like, so what is it? Because she's owning that she says, oh, my gosh. Tone police, Dorit. Never mind that you speak with the worst tone of everyone at this damn table. Yeah. And like, F you. Like, that is such a cop out to come for. Like, when you first try to argue against the substance of it and she doesn't even try to defend herself. She just tries to explain where she might've been coming from in those moments. And yeah, her big thing is she hijacks the moment yeah, and doesn't and so let everyone sometimes else talk. Garcelle feels like she needs to speak up and say something in the moment. And Which she totally hijacked the dinner moment. Exactly. The week before. Right. The Christmas dinner. And she you're kept- hijacking Rina's fucking launch party right now. It makes no sense. And the funny thing is, is that this is totally an issue that every Every, other housewife has had with Dorit. Dorit. And then Dorit says, would you consider us friends? And Garcelle says, well, you know, honestly, I don't, I have a hard time sometimes figuring out where my standing in this group is. I can feel like an outsider. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dorit follows up with, well, why don't, why don't, why didn't you say that to me? Like, why didn't you just tell me that you had an issue with me hijacking the moment? And the only contribution that Kathy makes to this whole entire beauty event is <laughs> saying, well, it's not like you haven't heard that before. <laughs> to Dorit and I said thank you you can go back to putting on your makeup now right. at the end of the table right. and stay out of this <laughs> and all the other women acknowledge yeah yeah like Kyle and Dorit had this issue earlier in this season at Tahoe and Dorit is just being in my opinion so smug oh so in this moment. smug and Garcelle's like I did say those things to you I said them to your face like, what are you talking well, about? Well, and then she goes on to say, she starts off by saying, if I, and then goes in and she corrects, Garcelle corrects herself and says, no, you just told me those things. I did say them. So, and then Dorit jumps on that. Like, oh, if, 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 but then you said you oh, did. It's so it's annoying. Like, you such a bitch, Dorit. So then it ends well, like, well, there's the fuck you moment. Well, okay, so Dorit comes and says, first you had a problem with oh, Kyle. right. Side note, not Garcelle's fault. The problem with Kyle. Right. It was a misunderstanding. Kyle said that if it, anything more of it is on Kyle yeah. for the way that she responded to it. Yeah. So that's a non-example. That's been resolved and And then there's Garcelle's what fault. you did in Palm Springs. Oh. We have beaten this to death already. And she plays dumb every time and operates from a perspective. Like, this is where I'm just like, Dory, you are like a wispy, spineless piece of paper and big lips. Like, ridiculous. Like, that situation has been clarified 50 times. Crystal, the only other person that was present, backed Garcelle up, that Garcelle did not do that on purpose and didn't 
know the full context of why this would be upsetting to Erica. And we all watched Garcelle very remorsefully apologize, also do a text apology, and Erica forgive her. All been done. All and been done. This, so finally, this whole time, Garcelle has been very... Very diplomatic. Very diplomatic. <laughs> and has earned the multiple fuck yous with that yeah. that she goes on to deliver. Right. And, oh, it's just she's like, so oh, satisfying. don't bring that up again. Like, that is yeah, so... Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. So, um, that was upsetting, and I felt really bad for Garcelle in that situation. I just felt like... And I felt like all the other women could be doing better. They, I mean, they mostly just sat there in silence. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I, I, here's the thing. Because Dory is the way she is, I do feel like the older girls in the cat, like the older cast members figured out early on that it wasn't worth it to try and reason with Dory in situations like this. That's a great point. Because she's kind of out of touch and maybe perhaps armchair diagnosed a little narso like she can't really take responsibility for anything she does and and that i might also be part of why drama with dory stopped because she figured out she needed to close her mouth more and people would like her more and if she just focused more on her outfits and then you put on top of that that the other women realized there's no point like Dory will never stop talking and she'll talk you in circles and twist the whole thing around and she'll never get where you're coming from. So Every you just sort of let go. Every single woman, either at the, I mean, you're right. In the moment, I was a little bit disappointed because I felt that the other girls really weren't having her back as yeah. much as they could have. <laughs> but the ones that did speak up there and... Every girl around the table pretty much got a flashback yeah. video yeah. where Erica of a fight of, of a fight Dorit. with a, with Dorit, um, which is rich. After Dorit was like, then it got me thinking. You've had issues with many of the women here, and her list is so paltry. And then it's like Dorit, like you've got a laundry list, girl. And actually, you know, it's interesting when you think about all the times that. Dory has hijacked the conversation. Like even just having this discussion now, I remember the dinner from a handful of episodes ago where they were talking about, I think they were talking about seeing color again and Dorit launches into, I've lived in so many places and my family is multicultural. And you know, and she hijacks that yeah, conversation. Always. Like it happens all the time. Yeah. So it's almost like people in general tune her out, but it's like since she decided to come in thinking she was some like warrior today, it's like, oh, no, 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 Dory. So it was interesting. And like, I want to say so something that really threw me off. Erica decides this is the moment to piggyback on this conversation and just like. Because Erica's been dying to talk yeah. shit at Sutton. Yeah, the way she's that, so pissed ever since that conversation. She had you know, I love when, when you see people that are just so ready to lash out at someone and they keep their mouths and keep their mouths shut. And then a example, like a, a, they just lash out in yeah. a weird, uncontrolled <laughs> way. It's like, whoa, whoa, where did that come from? It's like, oh, because I've been thinking about it for the last three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So Erica... Erica, I think, originally says something 
to basically back up like, yeah, well, we've all had we've all had our issues with Dorit. And then Sutton started to say something and I don't even know what it was. But then Erica's like, you be quiet, you little Georgia girl with your little reputation. Your small town shit. And your, it's just your small town shit is whack. Go get another fucking legal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, you've been sitting on these sentences, yeah. like ruminating yeah. at night with your bed, with your head on your pillow. Yeah. What are some alliterations I can throw into this diss? <laughs> You small town slut, you. <laughs> small town shit slut. Quiet little Georgia girl. <laughs> <laughs> and she does get that when she gets her fierce demon voice that we tend to only see when she's sitting at a, um, a long communal table. I was already cringing at the weeks ahead up at, you know, um, at the end of the episode and she gets the bears the teeth. Oh, oh, yeah, like she does the, the thing. the wolf teeth. Oh, you're going to come for me. You're going to come for me. <laughs> then I'm going to come for you the same. Yeah, Ugh. we've got some big stuff Goodness with Sutton. Glacier. <laughs> um, But, I mean, in the end, bless <laughs> Garcelle. Like, don't, take your, don't take your problems out on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that God. was just a quick sidebar. Yeah, that was, it was so intense, but it was done in, like, 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then Garcelle basically just is like, okay, it'll be different. That's fine. That's fine. She's basically like, I hear you. Shut up. I will be cordial to you and I will not, I won't call you out anymore or try to pretend that like there's any sort of friendship here. Um, it felt unfair to me that she had to concede, but I also was like, that's what a classy person does at a certain point when you realize that someone's just going to take you on a damn roller coaster and it's actually sucking your energy you just need to end it. And Garcelle is also like, she's also a nice person. She doesn't, I, I I really do believe that it's not that she pokes people meaning to poke. I think that she is just very frank and like is so unfiltered that sometimes it stings, you know? I couldn't believe that even though, you know, so it ends... Garcelle's just, you know, eating her pie, humble pie. Okay, okay. And Dorit is very pleased. And then, but then Dorit goes on and mocks her. What did she say? She told, I can't remember what Garcelle said, but she might have said something to the effect of like, really? And Garcelle, or Dorit goes, really? Really? She was totally, yeah. it was such Ew. an ugly look. Yeah. I just could not. Ugh, the smugness story was a Dorit mm -mm. was a Dorit all yeah. and somehow all... this all happened whilst Kathy missed almost the whole thing and was putting on lipstick in the mirror of the knife and <laughs> we find this out when we have this Kyle Kathy sister TV dinner moment which is so sweet. And honestly, I miss, I'm so happy that we have some like sister moments with them mm -hmm. because I, I miss that with her and Kim so much. Yeah. I just thought that was such a fun, unique dynamic of this cast. Um, but yeah, we find and Kyle was like, yeah, I just couldn't believe that was so intense when Garcelle was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And Kathy's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> When was that? <laughs> Kyle's like, you just weren't listening. Um, but we did 
finally get, after all of the years of speculation, after all of the interview confessionals with Kyle crying about something going on with her sister, but never being allowed to say specifics because Kathy would have killed her if she did, we finally got to watch these two speak about their past shit on camera. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I mean, clearly there's just so much dysfunction in the family. It's so weird how when they when those sisters, I guess any version of them together are copacetic, they're so copacetic that you can't imagine how things turn so abruptly over the years where they're suddenly like, yeah, Kathy cut me out or yeah, Kim cut me out for two years. It's like a I'm constant like, Holy rotation shit. of someone being out or someone being out with two of them or one right. of them and the other's out with it. I can't. And I'm always keep, trying keep, to figure out track. like who is the main one with the power pulling the most strings. And yeah. I want to say it's Kathy because of her older, more regal energy. Um, But we've just yet to really see an ugly side of Kathy. And I don't really think she'll ever show us. So, it, I yeah. mean, it'll be interesting. Do you know what they were eating on those TV trays? I don't. It looked like casserole it was like glops of tuna <laughs> like it looked like three-day-old subway you know like when you go to subway and you get the well i don't get the tuna sub because it just is not Ew, visually not appealing tuna. but just like ice cream scoops of tuna it looked like <laughs> on like an open romaine lettuce i was ugh, i was like this oh, wow. looks gross you, yeah i never i didn't look yeah but yeah they like I guess talk like I don't buy that. That's the first time they're really talking about this, but yeah, <laughs> but it was a sweet moment. It seemed and... like the producers were thinking that they needed about eight more minutes of mm-hmm. time in this episode. So mm-hmm. they threw this <laughs> yeah. whatever perfectly fine conversation, but yeah, not the most revealing, not, but yeah. nice to watch them interact. Um, okay. We need to mention that there is a deleted scene from the original Sutton State of the Union conference that they had um, leading up to the Christmas party, right? Where they're strategizing about how they were all going to call Erica out and ask her questions. So this is an interesting thing that we are, we need to find out the details of, but we know that every week they add deleted scenes on the end of the rerun of the last week's episode before we get the new episode. So we need to get more diligent about making sure we're not missing that because there's a lot of things that they're choosing to not include in the main narrative. And I find it very interesting. So Sutton ended up admitting to everyone at that meeting that she actually initially offered Erica a personal loan um, when she first found out about the divorce and when Erica was painting it like he was controlling and, and he wasn't going to no give her yeah. anything and she was basically poor. And Sutton told the girls, like, I know what it's like to go through a divorce against a really, really wealthy man and to have him kind of trying to cut you off at every corner. And it's really fucking expensive to get the legal help that you need to fight that. And so she was like, I basically wanted to throw her a lifeline. Um. And so I did that. Now, Erica never took her up on it. She just said, thank you. But it just gives a little bit more perspective on why, like Sutton is obviously spooked in retrospect and like so relieved that Erica did not take her up on it. Yeah. But I think that like 
Yeah, we just keep having these random little things that trickle out that give a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more perspective on what this really could potentially mean for each of these individual women. Um, yeah, so yeah, very that's interesting. V interesting. It just makes her stress over the situation and like, oh my God, if I had given her money, what place would I be in now? You yeah. know? Um, a few random thoughts. I mean, <laughs> Sutton called the Suddy Buddy Butthole Drink. The Suddy Buddy Butthole Drink. That looks like the <laughs> what most. What is that? I'm going to look it up right now. I think it is a Suddy Buddy Butthole. <laughs> I think it's, um, I don't know if it's an official thing, but pretty much she takes her champagne with just a like half a shot of tequila it looks like oh that it, it it might be her own i think it's sati like satan oh not suds as in like soap suds right. i think it's sati i thought it was like a a butt with suds of soap all over it no that looks like the most dangerous drink that one could consume. I love my champagne, I think, <laughs> and if I if I was drinking yeah. Suddy Buddies all day, it would be I hammered think it's very actually quickly. Vodka in the oh, champagne. vodka. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love the name though, and I love how like Kyle was just so. Oh, I don't want to talk about that enough. Enough. <laughs> she just heard butthole, and it's like no. Um, I think it's funny that Kyle just always has to call someone when she's getting ready. Like always when she's at that vanity and she's at like stage one, it's like she always has to FaceTime someone to like get <laughs> yeah. assurance that like they're going that like, is that... are they getting ready too? And what are they wearing? <laughs> Nothing of substance ever gets talked about. No, It's always like, what was the point of that? But <laughs> Uh, I wonder uh, if it's written into her contract. She's like, you're going to be the calling, the the calling person so that we have this footage every week. <laughs> um, Rinna, I feel like, advertised her Rinna beauty, like, excellently by the bug flying into her lip gloss. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that's like some serious sheen if an insect can fly towards you and get stuck in your lips from the effectiveness of said sheen. Um, and then obviously Erica choosing the no apologies cocktail. Oh gosh. I mean, yes. Like Come just playing on. right into the hands of Bravo. Um, yeah, those are my little favorite tidbits. Um, it also needs to be mentioned. It was brought to our attention. I mean, Kathy's fashion continues to be something that we forgive her for because of what she brings us. What did you um, think of the looks? Could not with what she wore. I mean, it was like on one hand, it was like, oh, wow, you're wearing a dress. But I was also like, um, what is this? <laughs> like. Dorit looked like she got wrapped in like paisley blue wrapping paper from the 99 cent store <laughs> and with a couple buckles on it. It was like something that you would see at a Mugatu fashion show. I didn't Mugatu. like it. No, but, um, oh, but she, like, she's just at the end of the day, she's like still just a really wealthy middle-aged Talbot's mom. Yes. Like, like Grace brought to our attention the important giant canvas monogrammed bag 
with her KH on it. That was huge. It's massive. And it's just like, you don't have small babies. Like, this is not a diaper bag. Yeah, but remember, she likes having a bunch of stuff in her purse. That's true. But like, you've yeah. got to, you have thousand dollar candle holders on the table right now. Like, you can afford something better than that. Yes. I expect more. I do as well. Like, if you have that much wealth, like, let someone please style you. Yeah. Please, for all of us. <laughs> I think that's all I have for this that's week. It was kind of like. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't the most eventful. I feel like it was one of those transition episodes, but yeah. next week looks like it's going to be juicier. Don't come for Garcelle. Don't. And honestly, I've been seeing rumors that she might not come back next season, and I'm going to be so bummed. I feel like if we could get over this hump like she could be just such a like if she could just sort of become um fused into the OG Beverly Hills Housewives click like I just feel like she is a very like powerful grounding force like if we could spend so much less time with people like I just want her to be close to half the girls already and like move forward with her because yeah. I like her yeah well i mean honestly Sutton and Garcelle are really the only ones that keep it real all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it would be a damn Who shame. Who would have thunk it, honestly? Yeah, I think Crystal can uh, potentially is one of those people, but she's she's staying pretty it safe quiet. These days. Yeah, yeah, after the ugly, ugly leather, leather pants, pants saga <laughs> and the violation. And the violation. She's like, ah, I, I don't need... I'm going to keep it cool yeah. for the rest of the season. I'm honestly so excited for this reunion already. Yeah, me I too. Oh, it's going to be fire. <gasps> okay, everybody have an amazing weekend and we will talk to you at the end of next week. And like, subscribe, share with your friends, follow us on Spotify if you haven't already. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.